where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. For the drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into the drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull, out at Twin Peaks, where I know. Uh, at least one of our listeners, Alex, is out here uh, as well, and we appreciate uh, you right. guys uh, for doing that. Come by, uh, get yourself something to eat, get the billionaire bacon. Like just get it. And now I just found out because I started to explore the menu that there's a billionaire bacon burger. Ugh. And we you might, might have lose to wheel, you a little bit early. Is that you might have to wheel me out of here at some point? I do like uh, the emergence of like everyone's awareness of how funny Isaiah Pacheco looks when running, <laughs> which we'll be watching uh, this weekend. But all of the, the, the people paying attention to and trying to come up. I said he looks like he's, he runs like he's trying to get something off his shoes. <laughs> yeah, it just, just like he's mad at the ground. Uh, yeah. And so he was asked about it uh, today. Like a toddler uh, that got out of his playpen. Yeah. You know, he he said yeah. somebody told him that he runs like he, he bites people, <laughs> <laughs> which is such a great description. <laughs> he really does run angry at the ground. It's one of those things that you're like, I can't really quite describe what that means, but I understand one hundred percent, and I think it applies to him. I, I, I agree without really understanding exactly what it means. I I think that, I think both of these conference championship games are going to be spectacular. Yeah, I agree in their I own agree. ways, and, and I I think it's fun that the AFC's got the next generation quarterbacks, these guys that can move, and these these offenses that do some collegey things. And then in the NFC, it is your blessed statues. <laughs> These guys are the throwbacks. They're the oldest of old school uh, quarterbacks, but they're in offenses that run the ball, physical, and so yeah. downhill and bootleg and play actions and tight ends and all that stuff. There's something for everybody on every one of these games. Yeah. Both of these games. 100%. It's, uh, it's going to be a good weekend of football. I will be rooting for – Detroit and, and Baltimore. I mean, that's what I'll be rooting for. I'll be rooting for the people of Detroit and Lamar. You know, basically, uh, I understand what it is to be a long-suffering fan, and, and Detroit is one of four teams to have never made the Super Bowl, even though they've been in the NFL uh, decades before the Super Bowl was even a thing, before the merger. So it, it's it's wild that they haven't been there yet, and it would really be like a wait. I feel like a wait. I don't know if they could handle it. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I'm, out, I'm of two minds of it. Where it's be like a weight off the city, but also how would they handle it? Especially because it's in Vegas. Like Detroit fans in Vegas, uh, yeah. that'd be a sight to be seen. That's fair. And what if they lose? I don't know. Wait, what if, if they win? Detroit loses? I'm saying like if they make it there and they lose, is that better? Is that worse than I've never? Like, you know what I mean? Is that better than not making it at all? It's better to have been there and lost than never to have been there at all. Yeah, loved and lost than I've never loved at all. I don't know, man. It's it's that level of loss, that level of, of letdown. I'm just, I don't know. Or maybe they just want to be a part of the conversation for two weeks. It's never happened before. I mean, I don't know about you, but I love the idea of Dan Campbell with two weeks of media. Yes. Like, that sounds fun to me. That's amazing. Everything about Dan Campbell in the Super Bowl sounds great to me. They're a well-coached team. It's not a gimmick. You know, it's going to be awesome. They have some... Free agents they have to re-sign this offseason, so who knows if they can replicate it next year or not. I would bet on him more than I wouldn't, you know, at this point with, with Dan Campbell, but maybe this is their opportunity, you know, to, to get it done. But, man, it, 
This is not just my bias showing. I just feel like this is Lamar's year. Well, it's you- Baltimore's year. It's the best team they've had since he's gotten there, and he's playing the best football of his life. Well, do you remember back in the draft where they took, you know, Jameer Gibbs at 12 and Jack yeah. Campbell and Brian Branch and others, <laughs> Laporta, were like, what are they doing? Like, it's a little bit of an early reach for guys like Gibbs, like Jack Campbell, and they have been blowing people away all season long. Like, and I, and I, thought, I thought the same. Like, a lot of us said, like, hmm, I don't know about Gibbs at 12. Like, it's yeah, a not, good you know, pick, not but Gibbs, not the value. Right. That's Running exactly back. right. Yeah, like, yeah. like it, it was um, – They drafted all the non-glamour positions. Uh the, the Lions are a delightfully uh, contradictory team. They're like, we're going to play the oldest old-school man ball football, and we're going to draft all these positions out of out of place yeah. relative to what you know the analytics and money ball and uh, all that accepted, say you ought to do. The wisdom. Yeah, yeah, they do all. Prevailing wisdom. But then they draft running backs and linebackers, and they play play action and, right. and run it on first and second down. and all, Like they do, but then they go for it on fourth down and go for two and things like that, uh, very much in keeping with kind of like your modern Analytics, analytical yeah. uh, mindset and that sort of thing. They're very uh, – they keep you on your toes. Like the Jameer Gibbs I, – I remember when we were talking about like – but John Robinson was the one that everyone was like, look, you, you spend a yep. top ten pick on him. Yeah. You spend you, – you buck the trend because he's such a talented running back. You know, it's it's worth it. He's the, he's the, he's the, he's the, the unicorn that, you, that you, you spend a top ten pick on. And then – Four picks later, Detroit goes for Jameer Gibbs, and everyone was like, "I mean, he's a great player, but I don't know about that. You know, I don't know about I don't know about spending another first half of the the first round. There's other places you could draft, and this isn't, you know, this isn't value. This isn't what we do in the NFL. And sometimes you have to buck the trend if you know what your team needs, you know. And if it works out, then you can just say, "Why does it matter what you thought about my pick?" 8150939 that's uh, the number if you would like to get in here 3831939 for the UPS shops text line you know i do think dave uh, this is a wonderful test these uh, this AFC championship game in particular for how uh, how willing are is anyone to stick with uh, what the numbers tell them and what uh, the, the analytics say and and how these teams really match up and then how much are people uh, going to rely on what just sort of seem like trends uh, or, or what seems like not lucky but like superstitious or just sort of a general kind of belief in Pat Mahomes yeah. and the Chiefs because I think I think anal- like analytically and just in terms of if you've been watching teams in the second half of the season the Ravens have been killing everybody they play better the better their opponent is, it seems like. Yeah, I think really like yeah. they play their best against the best teams in the league, and that's what they've been doing the last half of the year. It it doesn't seem like there are great great football reasons based on how the teams have been playing lately to pick Kansas City, right? And yet, a very big part of me hopes nobody heard me say that, right? <laughs> right. I am like I'm worried to have said that, but I think if. If I took my emotional kind of attachment to Lamar and my wish for, for the Ravens to win uh, out of the equation, it really does feel like if it wasn't that, if we were just if these were generic teams, we would feel a whole lot more confident about the way that they're playing versus the Chiefs. One hundred percent, and that's it's. Uh, last week, I mean, I picked the Chiefs against the Bills, but the 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 reason really just came down to Mahomes more than anything. They weren't playing demonstrably better than the Bills at that point. You know, the Bills had some struggles down the stretch, but they played. They looked good against Pittsburgh, you know, and they, they put them away, and they're playing at home, you know, in Bills weather. And it was just, at the end of the day, you look at it and go, I, I think the Chiefs, I like Andy Reid and I like Pat Mahomes. I mean, that combination knows how to win in the playoffs. You look at Josh Allen and you say, well, he, he can't beat Pat Mahomes in the playoffs. I'm not going to start betting on that. And then the other side of that is people going, well, what about Lamar? And we hate that narrative so much because I, don't, I just think it's it's not a great – it, there's not great logic behind it. But if you're just going, look, his playoff record's two and three right now, you go, all right. You know, I can, I can accept that. Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid are better postseason – a better postseason combo right now than Harbaugh and, and 
Jackson at this point. Pat Mahomes is, through six years, gone to six AFC championship games. Six years as a starter. As a starter, right. Like, that's that's pretty unreal. It's, it's an unassailable record, which is why people, that's kind of that X factor. Like, the ability to show up in big games to this point in his career, just independent of Lamar Jackson, is incredible. Like, Pat Mahomes, it's hard to bet against him in the playoffs, regardless of how you feel about his weapons, regardless of how you feel about uh, Travis Kelsey, regardless of how you feel about the defense, whatever. It just doesn't matter because Pat Mahomes is inevitable. Now, I think that changes this weekend. I think the the narratives about Lamar were largely affected by things that he couldn't control, even though, I mean, he has some ownership over some of the things he's done in the playoffs. Absolutely. Not just wiping his hands clean of it, but there were a lot of other factors. There were a ton of drops in two of those games. I mean, he had an offense that really didn't let him explore the studio space. You know, it didn't let him do anything, but they made him one-dimensional when he didn't need to be. You know, and we've seen that happen in the past. Um they're finally taking advantage of the full and complete player that Lamar Jackson is uh, with a defense that's playing unreal and a complement of weapons that he hasn't had to this point in his career, even with, even if Mark Andrews doesn't play. I just I, I think the Ravens are clearly, clearly the best team left in the playoffs. The best team left doesn't always win the Super Bowl. It doesn't right. always make it to the Super Bowl. That's right. But they are the best team in football. And have been for quite some time. Yeah. And I agree with you. I think the clearest sign of that, of course, is – the fact that when they've played the better teams in both AFC and NFC, they have clobbered them. Killed them. No, like no one else really has. Right. And, and for me, I, I keep going back to that game against Houston, who, by the way, was playing great football, the Houston Texans. They had yeah. second half of the season playing fantastic football. C.J. Stroud lit the Browns No, they up. beat the brakes off the Browns. And that game was 10-10 at halftime. The Ravens had kind of goofed off a little bit, had given up a punt, a long punt return touchdown, you know, in that game. And my worry was that they were going to be kind of looking at each other like, here we go again, kind of thing. And I thought the second half of that game was such a workmanlike, uh, we don't feel, actually, sir, we don't feel any of this. Yeah. And it's different because I felt like in the past when I've watched Baltimore with, with Lamar in the playoffs that they have felt some of that pressure at times. Both 2019 with the MVP year and all that and the, the, when, when they beat Tennessee and then went and lost that Buffalo in the playoffs, mm-hmm. I felt like that game got to them too. Uh, and this one, I don't know if it was because they were at home or what. Well, 2019 was, was at home too. But it just felt like they never felt an ounce of that pressure. And after halftime, we're like, oh, we got to – we got to clamp down here, and then they they clamped all the way down. I just I, mean, I feel like there's a quiet confidence with uh, and maybe not so quiet sometimes of just they know when they step on the field that they're a better better team than the team across the ball from them. I mean, it, it just on offense and defense, they have a they have a all pro type player on both sides of the ball that kind of captains that side. You got Lamar and Roquan Smith that are pretty much the best at what they do in this league. Uh, and they are the spearheads. It's just, it's, I have never felt this confident about not just the way Lamar's playing, but the way the team around him is playing. You know, like, there's been questions every other year where it's like, I mean, if, if, if Andrews doesn't get going, I mean, what do they have? You know, and even he had drops against the Chargers uh, and against the Titans, you know. And it, it's, this year you don't, they have no Mark Andrews. If, if they don't, like he, he, he might play this weekend. If they don't have Mark Andrews, it doesn't matter that much. It's not the end of the world. It's amazing to even say that, right? Right. When he has been everything to Lamar for the last several years since he got in the league, basically, since he became the starter. I mean, that's to say that it, like, I don't, I'm not worried about the absence of, of Andrews is pretty incredible to say at this point. 8150939 that is uh, the number if you would like to get in here 3831939 for the uh, UPS jobs text line if you want to hit us up that way you can as well I saw it was a report uh, a little bit earlier today that Harbaugh going to meet with the Falcons again uh, while also negotiating with the Chargers again and Brandon Marcello from 24/7 Sports reporting uh, that he is Still trying to negotiate with Michigan as well. 
uh, kind of all at the same wild. time. I got to be honest with you, I, I'm not sure he actually wants to go to the NFL. I'm not sure. Uh, but he all, uh, is is asking for immunity. Yeah. <laughs> it's all the rage these days. He's asking for NCAA immunity uh, for, for what went on uh, there. I, I have to be totally honest with you, Dave. I know that no one in our audience wants uh, to do anything to show, like, respect for the NCAA. I don't either. I hate uh, it. No, Mark. No, we don't. I, un- I understand yeah. that. I can read the room. But I do kind of question if it's, if it's really um, if it's really feasible to have coaches asking for clauses in their contracts that are like, I can't get in trouble for NCAA violations. It's like, like you, I don't think we're allowed to do that, guys. I don't, I don't think anyone's allowed to make contracts that are like, it's okay if you break our organization's rules. I, and no, I don't think there's an NCAA uh, university you know, uh, that would do that. I don't think there's a university that would, I, unless it's ironclad in certain ways, like with, with clauses and exceptions. But, like, if you tank a program and they can't come after you or fire you for cause or something, I mean, that's that's taking away the biggest weapon that the employer has to protect themselves. Um, I just can't see that happening. I mean, at that point, they might just be like, look, we'll just roll with Sean Moore. Like, good luck with the Chargers. So here's what they are. Apparently, uh, they have counter-offered in their efforts to keep him. Uh, it would make him the highest-paid coach in college football. Yeah. It would. Uh, there are what uh, Brandon calls elevator clauses that ensure Harbaugh would remain the highest-paid coach in college football. Immunity from termination for two current NCAA investigations. So, and here's what the the. It's a screenshot of the contract. Uh, the parties agree that athletics will not terminate head coach for cause due to any current infractions matter that involves conduct that occurred on or prior to the date of the full execution of this agreement. Mm. Uh, if head coach is suspended by the NCAA or the and or the Big 12 con- – oh, this is Bill Self. So this is saying it's like this. Uh, the, you know, his salary gets yeah. reduced or forfeited, that sort of thing, and a one-year payout for termination with cause. So even if they – he, even if he gets fired for cause, it gets another year. Pretty bold, but when you win a national championship, you kind of get to ask for the moon, right? But, I mean, it's, it's – Now it really just I, comes down to does he really want to do college football or not? Yeah. Really, I mean, and I, I, I agree with you. I think he'd probably. I get the sense that if he really wanted to go to the NFL, he would have gone before this year. I mean, really. Um, but it sounds like he does. He's asking Michigan for literally everything, like make it so I don't go. I don't know if they're going to bite on all of it. I really don't. I mean, on the current investigations, I understand. The ones that he's been punished for, and that are already, and the ones that's already that they're already ongoing. I get it. Say, look, I want immunity from this, but immunity from future ones? That's carte blanche. Yeah, I feel like we don't get to do that. Nobody gets to do that. Yeah, just make that in your contract, then you just violate every single rule known That's to man. Right. <laughs> it's like, That's oh, right. they can't punish me. So they can't Double fire burns me. to you guys. If they fire me, I'll get my entire contract. You know, whatever. I love texts like these, so I'm going to go ahead and read it. Uh, tell me you don't watch football without telling me you don't watch football. Brock Purdy is one of the more mobile quarterbacks there is. Uh, you obviously haven't watched him play. You're just saying he's a short white guy and can't move. Uh, and your statue quarterbacks are throwing for 40 touchdowns a year and not 22 like Lamar. Uh, so it kind of gave it away there at the uh, the very end. Uh, Texter, if you think that Brock Purdy is one of the more mobile quarterbacks in the NFL, we need to we can work with you to get you the help that you need. There are resources. If it's cognitive, you know, we can help you. Visually impaired, we can help you. Uh, there, Guys, There's. would you like, can we, Spencer, please jump in here. He has, Quarterback, he has, no, quarterbacks who are more mobile than Brock Purdy. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Kyler Murray. Murray Josh Allen, J- even. Josh Justin Allen. Fields. Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he, he moves around the pocket. Pur- like, see, the thing is, Purdy can move around the pocket. He can. Justin sure. Herbert, absolutely. He can extend. He can Gino extend Smith. plays, but no, he's, he's not one of the most. Jordan Love, mobile in the in the league. No. To uh, if you haven't said that yet, he's less of a statue Price than Young. than Joe Flacco. Sure. 
You have to be. I think we just named well over half the quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. He's not uh, one of the most mobile in the league. He is. And he's Lamar, serviceable. Lamar he having is. 22 touchdown passes versus 40. Uh, they don't all have to have the exact same statistics. No. And Lamar, look, Lamar does run and is designed a part of the offense that runs. Uh, and that changes their numbers quite a bit. Pretty's enough. I, and, and trust me, we're both. We watch a lot of football. I've watched the Niners play probably five or six times this year, in parts of other games. Just watched them play the last two weekends. Uh, it's it's Purdy's mobile in the pocket. Sure, he can extend some plays. Uh, his best throw he made, or second best throw he made, um, against the Packers was on the move. You know, but he's you have to be in the modern NFL. Absolutely, he's not a statue. I think Mark's biggest point there was that they run more traditional offenses. Yeah, there aren't designed runs for Jared Goff and Brock Purdy. No. No. And the Chiefs have them. I don't know if Purdy, I don't know if Purdy ran them. for 150 yards this year. The I don't Bills know. have them. In fact, let's look it up. And I realize that's not the extent of mobile quarterbacks. Mahomes doesn't run for a lot of positive yardage either. He extends a lot of plays. Uh, there's different types of mobility, and we talk about that a lot. Um, but... Is he rushing? What was his total this year? Uh, 144. I said I didn't think he ran for 150. See, 144 yards all year. Yeah. And I, I, st- I stand corrected, obviously. I venture to bet most of that's like, at least I know last game they had a QB sneak that went for like three or four yards. I'm sure if we looked at every single play, a lot of it's probably like QB sneak plays. I just I, – I don't know. Like, that stuff pisses me off. I don't know what else to say it than that. Texts like that, like – It's all good. Yeah, I haven't watched 49ers at all. Look, when people interrupt my uh, ode to the belly of pork, I, I, I get <laughs> Oh, you're saying, yeah, chill out. I get it. No, I get it. I understand. I'm the same way. Different triggers. <laughs> uh, Dak also more mobile, I yeah. would think. Did we uh, say CJ Stroud yet? Yeah, we did. Yeah, I okay, did. I feel like if we didn't, it'd be a huge miss. Oh, that was a giant Bryce Young, we did, right? You know, Tyrod Taylor. They're all. They're all. I mean, all of them are a little more mobile than Brock. He had 58 yards in one game. Texture says, "Sweet." <laughs> so 140, like something all year, and he had 58 in one game. This is clearly the resume of a guy that's uh, one of the more mobile guys in the NFL. There you go. I do love the idea of Brock Purdy like being polarizing though. He's not to me. I think he's a nice quarterback. But I think that's he is. polarizing. You have to think he sucks and is a fraud, or he's the real thing and these other guys are, are interlopers. I think he's a nice quarterback, and I think he does have the ability to extend plays. But he's not one of the quote-unquote most mobile quarterbacks in the NFL. We're out here uh, at Twin Peaks starting to fill in a little bit here because they have happy hour every weekday. So come by. You can say hello uh, to us like Alex and others have done here. You can get yourself some billionaire bacon and other things uh, as well. Uh, we highly recommend kind of all of it. Uh, it's, it, it really is uh, delicious. So please come by, say hello uh, to us. Let's go ahead and take a quick break here. We're about a half hour away uh, from the schedule getting released, although it looks like, of course, uh, U of L, maybe some others uh, jumped the gun a little bit. Uh, people have been able to uh, fish it out of the uh, – <laughs> Yeah, the system and that sort of thing. Go ahead. A texter texts in, uh, I'm a Niners fan. Purdy is just 2,000% more mobile than Jimmy G, so it makes it feel that way. <laughs> okay, fair enough. By comparison. But I understand that. Yeah, I get you. I do. That's a texter, but yeah. I like that. I'm, I'm totally here uh, for that. By the way, I'm not even saying Brock Purdy is bad. I'm just saying it's it, your matchups are totally different. Yeah. You're, you will get more arm angles, uh, uh, varying release angles between – Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes, then you will get for an entire season with yeah. the other two guys. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> just a, a different animal. It's one of my favorite not things better, about, not worse, the, uh, just different. about the young quarterback class. There's a lot of them have that. Jordan Love has that. Yeah. You know, like the, the guys that can manipulate their arm, they have different deliveries. It doesn't look the same every time. Um, I mean, Jordan Love got himself in a little bit of trouble with some of his, but, I mean, he drops those dimes over the defense off I his back foot really constantly. Good, you know, and, and – it's it's fun to watch, like some of the non-traditional throwing. And Lamar's been doing that since college, which is why part of the reason I loved. I understand why people get annoyed with the Pat Mahomes talk because every time Mahomes did a no-look pass, it was just like, oh, 
nobody's ever done this ever, or like a sidearm release or something. It's like everything Pat Mahomes did was just the greatest thing of all time. I understand that gets annoying. It does, because we're like, well, Lamar's been doing that since right. college. Like, uh, all these quarterbacks do. Like, oh, there's a Herbert no-look, and nobody, you know, pooped their pampers over it. Like, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, I understand it can be overwhelming, but that's what happens sometimes when you get generational guys. I mean, we fawn over Lamar like that oftentimes. It's, sure. It's, you get generational guys, and, and, and somebody's going to get annoyed <laughs> by the hype they get. Um uh, I tend to try to take it all in stride until somebody's hyping up somebody who's not generational. I think it's a little annoying. Uh, did see this uh, tweet a little bit earlier that this is the first conference championship round, AFC, yeah. NFC championship games, with three of the top five rushing offenses since 2005. That makes me a little happy. I'm not going to lie. So if, this, if these conference championship matchups do have uh, an old school feel to them, it's because they are. Yeah, the Chiefs are the exception. The exception, and they've even been, they, I think, they've run been the running the ball well. much better with Pacheco. You know, and and that was the key to the game. I thought against the Bills was the thing that people thought the Bills were were going to try to do to them with that Brady offense. You know, and wear them down and run the football a little bit more. And and they finally got something going with James Cook this year. You know, in the back half of the year, and 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 the Chiefs kind of did it to them with Pacheco. You know, and, and did some hard-nosed running, and that was how they advanced the ball half the time. All right, let's go ahead and take a quick break here. When we come back, we haven't done buy or sell in several weeks, just holidays. Hey! Stuff. Uh, we will come back to Twin Peaks here, and let's do some buy or sell on the other side here. On the drive on our Thunderbolt. Be right back. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. It's time to replace your heating and air system. We know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Listening to the drive presented by Fitness Market right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now here's Mark Ennis and Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into the drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull, out here at Twin Peaks. We appreciate uh, all of you who are listening, uh, like you guys always do, and for coming by and saying hello to us, like some of you have uh, as yeah, well. Yeah, guy Alex. Uh, we've made Kevin wait. Uh, and so I don't want to make him wait any longer before we get into buy or sell here. So, Kevin, thanks for waiting, for giving us a call back here. Welcome to the job, buddy. What's up? You all should be embarrassed making me wait that long. I mean, I'm so sorry. I, they didn't tell me that you were on hold, Kevin. I would have said something. got to fight to take these calls faster. Ridiculous. No, that excuses. Excuses. You know? <laughs> you, you're, treating, you're treating me like I'm putting Zan Payne out there. I don't appreciate it. Just don't appreciate it. Man, every time no, someone uh, says, hey, Kevin, every time someone says excuses, my older brother played high school football with a guy, uh, and his dad was a like a, a motivational speaker. Really, before there were motivational speakers, and he would constantly tell my brother, "Excuses are the bricks that built the house of failure." He would say that all the time, and I, oh, it, just, it, it I is burned in my brain. <laughs> I know that's that's, that's, that, that, that's something that uh, will be running into my brain for the rest of my life. <laughs> for my, me, it was my high school coach way, that said, uh, excuses are like butts. Everyone's got one, and they all stink, yeah. you know. Uh, come on. Come on. That, that's <laughs> Monday. You can do better. I know. I, I, know. I, I, I said it was my coach. It wasn't me. <laughs> um, no, I, I will. It makes me laugh, and it's like anytime we're talking about, you know, and they do, you know, they'll throw the, you'll talk about doing it the right way, and then you all have got that little snippet. Something about it, about like, to get hit with like it. into my soul. Like, what <laughs> is, what in, you know, what devilish thing did they record or make? The right way. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I tell you, 
Now, it's, uh, you got that from turning one of, uh, like, um, Alice Cooper's uh, 45 records backwards, right? Before you listen to it <laughs> and hear about, the, hear about all that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I listened, I listened to the game last night, and it's just, I don't even, I, I mean, I'm mad. I'm still mad. But it's just kind of like, I, you know, I know it's going to be bad. So it just, you know, be mad, of course, because this is not acceptable. But don't, like, let it, like, because when the women lost, I was like, oh, God, you know, oh, it really got to me. You know, the women lost, like, well, this, you know, just one, one, more, one more nail in the coffin of, that is Kenny Payne's tenure here. And so, I, I mean, you, there's nothing to say. There's genuinely nothing you can say that makes it any better. Because he's not saying, I mean, again, it's just always, well, next year, next year, next year. And everybody keeps pointing out, we have no signed players for next year. We have nobody on the radar that's even like, yeah, I'm talking to them. or, or anything. I mean, there's no recruits to even sign. And it's just kind of like, he, I don't know. I mean, he has to realize it's over. It, it, he has to. And, you know, it is just one of those things, guys. You know, I don't know what else to say. I uh, appreciate you all. Um, you know, Mark. Mark knows I'm going through a tough time right now. I appreciate y'all, you know, what y'all do on the radio. Life sucks a little less from three to, from three to six. I appreciate y'all. Y'all have a good day. Uh, Kevin, thank you very much uh, for listening, for calling. Those for are s- very kind words. And for saying that, Kevin. Uh, thank you so much. You really add do. a lot to the show. We appreciate you calling. And, look, if in any way we can make your <laughs> delivery route a little easier, you know, whatever it is that you're you know, working on cars, whatever it is that you do, uh, if we can be a little bit of a distraction, have a little fun, uh, and maybe make you mad every once in a while, uh, I think we're doing our job right. I agree. I agree. I mean, we're, we are very lucky and blessed to be able to do this uh, in any capacity. Um, and if we get to eat a little bacon while we do it, I'll be honest with you. God is good. This is the, the the billionaire bacon has been one of the uh, highlights of my uh, my broadcast career. I thought you were going to yeah. say life. I really did. I was like, please don't let that off. be true. <laughs> I don't want that to be true. Well, I do that kind of stuff with, with the thick-cut bacon at home. You know, I get a little right brand bacon and, you know, put a little, a little brown sugar on it, you know, and a little, little bit of paprika. We, nah, 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 nah. Of all, they, they killed it. Of all possible sponsorships, were a right brand bacon sponsorship to, uh, to, to fall into my lap, it probably, it's hard for me to envision very many that would make me more excited than oh, that dude, one. <laughs> I've, like I've, I've eaten, again, yes. so many pounds of right brand bacon. I don't. If anybody was to send me, like, if they were just like, "Oh, lifetime supply of brand," I was like, "Well, the, the life it, you've 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 come out on top on that one, right, Brand? Because you have cut my life short <laughs> with this lifetime supply of bacon. Probably don't need as much as you think." So yeah, like episode think- of Parks <laughs> where Ron's like, "Give me all the bacon and eggs you have." You no, wait. wait, yeah, I want all the bacon. <laughs> and eggs you have. So, I'm worried that what you heard was bring me a lot of eggs and bacon. What I actually said was bring me all the bacon and eggs that you have. <laughs> Want to do by ourselves? I do. Let's do it. Either buys or f***ing sell. the bacon there at once and sell, sell. The only problem you're going to have is that you didn't buy more. We're back for another edition of Buy or Sell. I know we've been slacking lately. So let's just get the elephant in the room out of the way. The Louisville men's basketball team. <laughs> By Kenny Which Payne, elephant? De- yeah, the Kenny Payne definition of elephant in the room. Where we all know about it. They they continue to struggle. They fell to 6-13 uh, and 13 on the year yesterday. The last time they squared off with Virginia, the Cavs won by 24 points. Buy or sell, the cards keep it within 20 points on Saturday. I'll buy. I'll buy. Um, Virginia is not vintage Virginia. They're a much better team at home than they are on the road. Um, I think they beat us, and I think they probably beat us by like twelve, somewhere in there, twelve to thirteen. And it in in, in classic Virginia fashion, it won't feel that close uh, down the stretch because we all know that being down twelve to Virginia is like being down thirty. Right. It's so, like the metric system. You gotta, that's right. It's like trying to figure out an conversion. Yeah. yeah. It's a conversion <laughs> Like, in, what's the six-point deficit to Virginia in, actually in 1940s equal? dollars? <laughs> yeah. How many points are we behind? Right? Yeah. yeah no, you're you're right. Uh, I will 
buy that as I'm buying that the game will be closer than 20. Yeah, that's that's a pretty modest expectation. Well, right for a couple of reasons. One, uh, it's it's always a bit um, bold, almost. Uh, veering into presumptuous to think that Virginia is going to beat anybody by 20 just because of what they do yeah, and their pace and all that sort of thing. But also, uh, even last night, John Shire said, like, this is what Louisville does. They they make it interesting. That yeah. his, and I think that's who Louisville is now. Like, he wasn't being oh, overly he wasn't being overly <laughs> complimentary, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he was saying, like, look, this is not just roll the balls out here and we'll blow them out. Like, they, if you let them, they can muck it up for you, which is damning by faint praise, but it sure. was... I think he's right. I don't think Louisville lays down anymore. They just check out for too long. So I'll buy that. That's a that's a pretty good description there. Yeah, Mark. I'm also going to buy that as well, just because, like we've mentioned, Virginia on the road, just absolutely awful. And they'll win it probably like today's point, where it's like a 12-point game where it feels like it's 50 because that's how Virginia plays basketball. You need to do like a per 40 minutes in the NBA or whatever statistics. Oh, uh, yeah. Like per kind of for pace. Anyway, let's go to football. That's a lot more fun. The NFL Conference Championship Weekend is coming up. In the first game, we get the Chiefs and the Ravens. Buy or sell, Louisville's own Lamar Jackson gets both a rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown this Sunday. I'll buy that, too. No, I, I think that he, they're going to need... Uh, it's hard for me to envision this game being anything other than uh, you feel like you got out with your life. I just think that's what the Chiefs are in the playoffs. Yeah, it's gonna be a barn uh, so burner. So whatever uh, they'll need everything, and I think that they'll, I think they'll get it. They'll get enough of it to to beat the Chiefs. I do think they're gonna win, but I think that they'll they'll need all of that, and I think they'll get it from the ball. Uh, they're such a well balanced offense. You know, I, I I think for sure he gets one and one. You know, I don't know what the final score is gonna be. I think Baltimore wins this game. You know, I'm I'm interested to see where the spread ends up. Um leading into that one, but it's just they're firing on all cylinders. One and one is a modest expectation for Lamar, I think. It is. I'm going to lean the other way. I'm going to sell no, it. I just no, think that no. he'll get a lot of rushing yards accumulated, but I feel like if they're in the situation like goal line, just hand it back to uh, Gus Edwards or whoever else is in the backfield there, because I do think I'll have a great game both ways, but because again, the end zone, I'm going to lean no right now on that. You don't think he's going to break one from 15 yards I out? Could, like I could definitely see that, but I, I think that the Chiefs know they're going to be spying him. I know his Lamar's Lamar, and I would love for him to get both a passing and rushing touchdown, but I think it's more often than not where he's not getting those rushing touchdowns. Here's what I, th I think is kind of fascinating about this one. There's a scenario in which Lamar doesn't have a lot of rushing yards at all, and that's super bad for the Ravens. Or there's a scenario where he doesn't really have a lot of rushing yards, and it's awesome for the right, Ravens. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Which means they are totally controlling that game, and he's uh, they're running the ball with the running backs, and he's throwing it, and all is good. So, like, being able to just sort of work backwards from whatever he ends up rushing-wise is not going to tell you the whole story. It's not. and I, uh, But I, I do appreciate what Spencer said. Like, they don't, they don't have to – run with Lamar and they don't you know in the red zone like that that often they know that. inside yeah. the five or ten uh he's not wrong you know like if they get in the short yard situations they don't they don't run like a you know QB sneak yeah it's not the Jalen Hurts like scenario exactly exactly push -push. they don't do that you know but Lamar I just feel like he's he gets out in space on an RPO you know uh, at the eight or ten yard line or whatever inside the 20 he is just such a threat to break anything that uh, I think he gets one off you know on Saturday, on Sunday all right. Keeping it on the ground, going to the other game, San Francisco, Christian McCaffrey. He has scored a touchdown in 14 games this year. By or sell, he scores another touchdown this game. And I'll count both passing or rushing touchdown. Uh, I will I will buy it. I think he gets in the end zone. He's, he's, he's playing his ass off right now, and he's such a focal point of their offense. Uh, I, uh, I expect him to, to get in the end zone against the Lions. I don't know if it's going to be that high of a scoring game. Uh, I'm 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 kind of going back and forth on that, uh, but I do think McCaffrey gets in the end zone. Uh, I'll buy. We're just buying that he does get in one time. Yeah, at least one time. Yeah, I'll buy it, especially because the fact that he is uh, not. There's a chance that they're not going to have Debo Samuel. Like they're yeah. going to need him even more. Uh, so. 
they're almost going to have to force it, I would think, uh, if he's not able to play. And I, I, I don't think he's going to be able to play. I think they're just trying to sort of slow roll that uh, so that the Ravens still have to sort of spend time for uh, on him. But I don't I don't think Debo Samuel's going to play. I don't think he'll be himself if he does. Uh, I mean, they're, like, what did we just get yesterday, an update? that like, he it's not a broken shoulder. We'll see how the week goes. Man, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's – Okay. <laughs> like, what do you – how do you think this game plays out? Because as far as scoring defenses goes – Niners are one of the best in the league, and the Lions kind of hover around the what twentieth range. Like they're not, they're not top ten. I just don't. But they have a lot of talent, and I think that 49ers offensive line is going to have a hell of a time with Aiden Hutchinson. Like I yeah. just everybody I, does. Yeah, I just, and they've struggled a little bit in that department. So I, I just, I don't know how to read this. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know how I feel about about this total yet and where, where this game is going to go and how this, like, the tenor of this game, I'm leaning Lions still, and, like, that's going to be my pick this weekend. I just, I like the makeup of their team and how they're playing right now, but I just don't, I don't know how it's going to play. Usually I have a pretty good feel of how I think the game's going to play out, you know? And with this one, I just, with with kind of, uh, just don't don't, know, don't have, don't have my, my hands wrapped completely around it right now, you know? Yeah, I'm also going to buy that. Almost a, you know, given that Christian McCaffrey will score. The few times he doesn't score a touchdown, it's like, what the hell happened? It's like, oh, Kittle had a big game or Ayuk. Yeah. They have so many weapons offensively. And that's why, like, for me right now, I'm leaning San Francisco. Just because I think the offense that San Francisco has, and their defense too, is just top notch. And I think Detroit, while they've been playing better this postseason, I think that San Francisco's going to be, you know, they know what to do in this situation. Whereas Detroit, they haven't had this postseason success yet. Although Goff does have a Super Bowl berth to his name. I thought maybe if I talked to, like I went off track long enough, you would forget what you were buying or selling. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're trying to do here. That's right. Yeah, obviously it's a distraction for me. It's we're, just billionaire bacon. Buy bill- or sell. I will buy that. <laughs> buy. Yeah. yeah. Buy all the bacon at the Twin Peaks. That's right. Anyway, shifting to the NBA, the Milwaukee Bucks fired Adrian Griffin and they decide to hire Doc Rivers to be their next coach. Yes, they did. Buy or sell. This move helps the Bucks make it to the NBA Finals. So I, I I don't know like no, no, I don't no. know what it is that it is the embodiment of the uh, the Arrested Development meme, you know we could try an open marriage does it work for anybody else no but it might work for us that's that's how it feels with with Doc Rivers we're talking about the guy who's blown the most three one leads in in NBA right. playoff history right yep uh, just uh, to me I I don't know what they're doing <laughs> I mean look the, the NBA is the league that by far the least suffers uh, with coaching situations that don't seem like they're working. Right. I mean, David Blatt. Yeah. Who knows so who won a ring two years ago? Three yeah, years and, ago he, and he got fired yeah. there's, this spring. There's something uh, they, they just don't put up with it. Uh, but this is what you get to do. Like, when you goof up your firing, you just get to bring somebody else in. Yeah. And, I, look, Doc Rivers doesn't do much for me. So, not in the big picture. I understand why they fired Adrian Griffin. You know, like this has been kind of a round whole square peg situation from the beginning. They hired they hired him because they listened to Giannis basically. Uh, over their their front office wanted Nick Nurse, who ended up the, going to Philadelphia, uh, and they went with Adrian Griffin, and they're firing him for the same reason because the players have had it. You know, and the defense. But essentially, he's running a defensive system that is predicated on having bunch of six eight wings with long arms and everything and 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 he's running a system with with bigs that you end up with uh with lopez you know out there at the top of the key guarding point guards and the switches don't make sense and it's just essentially the defense doesn't fit the personnel um and they had terry stotts in there uh preseason essentially he was Dame Lillard's head coach in Portland. They brought him in basically for that transition and, and figure out how to best use Dame. Um, and he resigned in the preseason, if that tells you anything. Uh, they haven't been maximizing Dame Lillard. Yep. Their offense is really good, but their defense is piss poor. Um, a lot of their, their their victories have kind of been hero ball at the end by, by Dame or somebody else, or the fact that they just have two of the best players on the planet. You know, So it's, it's a situation where the change had to be made. I agree with that. I understand. Like, and I've been reading, like, as, as crazy as it sounds, it's on a team that's 30 and 13. Like, I, the more I read about it and the more, like, I was aware of the defensive issues and Dame Lillard 
But the more I read about it, I was like, all right, this is just this was just a misfire, you know. But in midseason, you're not going to find somebody most likely that's going to be able to take over your team and take you to the finals. I think they're hoping that the veteran presence of Doc Rivers, who's been there, by the way, it's like a consigliere for for Adrian Griffin in recent months, and now he's he's killed the Godfather and he's taken the job. <laughs> he's supplanted him. Like it, it's. Um, I don't know how it's going to work out because, yeah. like you said, we've seen it over and over again. I mean, Cleveland did it, and it worked out for them. Um, but I just don't know if Doc Rivers is, is the guy who's going to take you anywhere. But it, maybe it's just a simple uh, question of they want to uh, – they found the most veteran coach they could find that didn't have a job, you know, brought him in as a consultant, and then let him sort of take the reins, thinking maybe he can steady this, get them playing a, a defensive system that fits their personnel – you know, with, with Lopez and Giannis starting every game and Chris Middleton and, and, and Dame Lillard, and, and maybe they can he can put them together and the talent will take them over the over the line. But, I mean, they were they were talking about Adrian Griffin. Like, he just, there was no organization, even on the offensive end, where they seem to be relatively good rankings-wise. Like, they look like they're a good team. But it didn't make any sense who they had, the sets they were running late in games, who they had bringing the ball up the court. Like, he would just seem like he was a disorganized guy that – was not ready to be a head coach. Where we yeah. heard that before, um, and didn't. There's a reason why he was interviewed 14 times before he finally got the head coaching job. Is what I'm saying. So, I don't know. The move makes sense that they got rid of him, but I don't know if they had. There was even a replacement that made sense that's going to automatically upgrade them and take them to the finals. But Doc Rivers is probably as good as any that was available. Yeah, at this point, it's like you should have just kept Boonhoser for another year because, right. like, what was like, was you go through now? You're paying three coaches now salary, uh, but I'm selling no, just because, no, no. like, yeah. Since 08, Doc's track record the playoffs has been next to nothing. That's like the 2010 conference uh, NBA Finals appearance there, and it just seems that I'm excited to see if Milwaukee and Philadelphia play because obviously the Embiid storyline. He hasn't made it to the conference finals yet, right. and also you had Doc Rivers head to head. So like, how that would go head to head with him play taking off more player former team in the playoffs. And also, I think, you know, Boston and Miami, those two teams have playoff tested. And come playoff time, I think they will get to the better in one of those two teams. Although Philadelphia in there, because Embiid's playing lights out this year, will be in the take of the finals and not the Bucks this year. And Boston, or I'm sorry, Boston, and Philly has the coach that the front office preferred in Nick Nurse. You know, so it's it's a situation that I, 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 I don't even know if I told you. I sold it because of Doc Rivers. Not because they That's fired a, a winning coach. Yeah, no, you know what I mean? like I, sell Doc stock all day long here. Right, I'm, I'm buying the, the firing of Adrian Griffin. I understand why it happened, like it had to happen. But this is kind of one of those situations where you want to appease your, your star players, and they should have a, a voice in the room, but they shouldn't be the only voice in the room. I know you want to make Giannis happy. Uh, you don't want him to go anywhere. I thought acquiring Dame Lillard did a lot, hopefully, to, to, to help that situation for them because I'm, I'm always for small market teams holding on to their stars uh, whenever reasonable. you know. And it was nice to kind of see somewhat of a super team form somewhere outside of New York, L.A., Chicago, Miami. You know what I mean? The top five oh, yeah, or absolutely. six NBA markets, uh, Boston, you know, in, in – Spencer might not agree with that. No, one, no, I agree. Know. I totally agree with your point there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it, it's – I just don't think – like, you can't just say, well, we'll hire the guy you want. And with no – and I don't know exactly how it went down. Maybe there was a list, and he was the best option from that list. But it, clearly they didn't want Nick Nurse. Well, the players Adrian didn't. Griffin was the assistant in Toronto under Nick Nurse. So it's the same – I know. It's, it's weird. It's weird that, like – we don't want this guy. We want that. It's like whatever. Right. And they, the the front office wanted Nick Nurse. The players wanted his. It's it was weird. It's weird. The whole thing's weird. All right. Lastly, the women's team for U of L looking to bounce back tomorrow night against Boston College. Buy or sell the cards? Not only win, but they win by double digits. Uh, buy. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy oh, go that too. Sorry. Yeah, I'll, I'll look. I'm buy it. They're gonna be mad. Uh, and you just heard Jeff Walls on with us uh, this week, which we appreciate as always. Uh, it's a team that's five out, and they really are five out because they don't have an option. They don't have anyone, and I would imagine that Louisville will enjoy uh, and take advantage of that physical mismatch uh, with post players and, and get back uh, get back positive momentum. Yeah, I mean it's um, Boston College is uh, is eleven and ten, I think, on the year, uh, and their ten of their wins are at home. 
<laughs> they're one and six on the road. Uh, and quite frankly, each time that Louisville has lost this year, they've bounced back. I mean, they lost to, to UConn by 20, 24 earlier this year. They came back and beat an undefeated Washington team uh, and went on the road and beat Miami in two consecutive games. Uh, before that, they lost to Alabama, uh, came back, beat Liberty, and then beat a very good Gonzaga team uh, at a neutral site in Texas. So it, it's one of those things that uh, they tend to get focused by these losses. Um they tend to bow up a little bit, you know, and, and Boston College simply is an undermanned team when it comes to Louisville, I think. Um, Boston College, Pittsburgh's really not very good. Uh, we got them at home on Sunday. And then we have a third consecutive uh, home game next Thursday with Syracuse, and that'll be a nice primer. Syracuse is playing really good basketball this year before we go on the road for a massive showdown on Monday night in a week and a half with NC State. But, yeah. yes, I buy. We, 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 we win convincingly on Thursday. Yeah, I'm also going to buy just because, like, yeah, like you said, BC, I'm not going to pretend I'm an expert on them, but their record is not very impressive. And, like you said, the road record, not impressive at all. And Louisville, like we've mentioned, they bounce back. And Jeff Walls, he's always going to be fired up, win or lose. He's always going to be fired up going into games. And I have faith in him to get double-digit win this weekend, or Thursday, excuse me, on this one. But that has been buy or sell for this day. All right, just want to remind you guys again, we're out here at Twin Peaks uh, where they have happy hour every weeknight from 2 to 6 and from 10 p.m. to close. Uh, they got different specials that run every weekday as well as every day, like $3.99 for your, uh, your beers, uh, their house wines, things like that, uh, and a whole bunch of the appetizers, just $3.99. So you can come in here uh, and eat for pretty cheap here. We're uh, going to take a break here in just a little bit, and then we should get the release of the ACC football schedule. Jim Phillips apparently just saying on the ACC network, uh, not to us, <laughs> uh, but on the ACC network that they will go to four days for media days next year. Seems You uh, don't say. Seems slightly excessive, but that will, uh, that will do it for us. We'll take a quick break here. We'll come back. We'll go through some of the, uh, the revelations of whatever it is uh, that is revealed uh, in this ACC football schedule, which now includes Stanford, Cal, and SMU. Uh, on the other side here, on the drive on the time to vote. Be right back.